What is our origin story? Do we actually really know? If you were to throw out there Darwin's theory of evolution, which is the mainstream theory still today, the evidence that that's based on is so thin, it borders on ridiculous. And it actually contradicts itself over and over again. And I've only just skimmed it. I haven't dug into it at length. However, the people that I've spoken to that know it a bit deeper than me says it doesn't get any better. So the answer is, as usual, we don't know. So that means we must open our mind to all perspectives. Now, a bearded space daddy in the sky is fine. However, beings coming from another world or another galaxy to assist us in our evolution seems crazy. Doesn't really make too much sense, does it, when you put it like that? This podcast has been in the bag for a little while, and it's interesting that it comes up now. The reason it's interesting is we're going to shift tax a little bit over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about religion and spirituality. We're going to talk about LORE law versus LAW law. And we're going to talk about science and spirituality. We're going to throw a spanner into all our belief systems and see what happens. Let's sit down and unpack them. Let's see the pros, the cons, and see where we come out. There's plenty of guys out there doing some good, honest work about what's going on at the moment. However, what I thought is that we'd actually start to question the larger questions. Because if we're going to come out of this, and we're going to come out of this knowing each other a little better and learning how to get along a little better, we need to question everything, all of our belief systems. Religion, spirituality, what is it? Is it the same? What's going on? This is, these are questions that we're going to try and unpack. And I think they're important. I think this is a discussion that needs to be started. We're not going to solve it over one podcast. We're probably barely going to scratch the surface. However, the point of it is to start the conversation. In this podcast, we delve a bit deeper into Bruce Fenton's work. And Bruce's work is important. It actually lines up with a lot of the stuff that we've been doing here in Australia. And it lines up with a lot of the stuff globally as well. It's an interesting correlation without its own set of evidence. Is it 100% correct? Probably not. And you know us here, we don't actually believe in any perspective. We've got to look at them. However, the correlations and the dots that can be joined using Bruce's work are very, very fascinating. A couple of things before I let you go, and you guys can get into this one. Number one, I mentioned the Rosetta Stone at the start of this podcast, and if I turn my head, I'm actually looking at my copy of the Rosetta Stone. Now, I had a previous belief that it was actually uh, an historical tablet that described an ancient civilization. That's not correct, okay? The Rosetta Stone wasn't very much. It was a pharaoh basically introducing himself and saying how good he was. The reason it's so important is it was written in three languages, okay, hieroglyphs, Latin, and Greek, which allowed it to start to be translated. That is still today what is the basis of how we translate hieroglyphs. And look, the Rosetta Stone all by itself is a very, very interesting topic, and something we'll delve into, but I just wanted to clarify that one because more knowledge has come to me about that and I just wanted to do that little correction. Secondly, what you're about to hear is a UTC version of I Know You by White Buffalo, inspired by Jocko. It has Angus on the guitar 
and me on the vocals. The other night we spent a few hours laying down multiple versions of this song. And I'm going to, and we hit the record button at the start and just left it on. There's like three hours of bits and pieces. I'm going to cut and shut it uh, and share that experience with you because it's it's things like what we did the other night that what this po- is what this podcast is all about. It's about new experiences. It's about having a an awesome time. And it was the first proper live music that was done here in the studio and something that I'd, I'd love to do more of. Actually, that's not true. Rowdy did a song for us back in the day. However, this room is such a cool space and it has such a cool vibe. And this song, I Know You, it literally goes for a minute and 37 seconds or something like that, the version that we did of it. However, it's so deep and it's almost split in half. Half is vocals and then the other half is a guitar. Every bloke that I've played it to is like, oh, wow, that really speaks to my soul. So a lot of the boys will get something out of this. Just want to share my appreciation to Angus uh, for having that experience with me and learning the guitar so I could sing to it. And look, we're going to refine it. We're going to have another crack at it a little bit further down the track. However, for now, enjoy this. I Know You by White Buffalo, UTC style. Thanks very much, guys. Look after yourselves. I'll listen. Instagram, Facebook, unlockingthecode9 at gmail.com. I see most of our downloads are coming via Apple Podcasts. Can you give us a review? Can you give us five stars? Give me one star. I don't, you know, just everyone knows that helps the algorithm. So if we can just do that, that'd be really cool. And I'd really appreciate that. I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be cool. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. Do you want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprises settle the score. I know the darkness deep inside. version 2.0 but no one's seen it yet no one has and uh might i say it's fucking looking amazing mate i know it's very cool i like i like the way in which the way in which you're able to put together um 
pieces with class. You know, I really, yeah. you know, I think you, it's the refinery is only getting more refined. Well, that's it. It can you never. Know what it's, I mean? it's, it's always going to be refined, mate. It, It'll never end. It's just the next. Step. This is ver- this is version two. I feel like at some point during the evolution of version two, a coat rack and some smoking jackets may need to come into it. <laughs> well, this is the thing too that uh, the listeners. Uh, we can let them know as well is that in under two weeks' time, the Magnificent Seven Part Two is going to be recorded because it's poker night time, and we are fucking frothing, might yeah, I say? We are, and it's yes. also we've decided because we haven't been able to catch up in a wee while due to the old Rona. Uh, we we thought fuck it, let's go black tie. Let's go black tie. Yeah. We so, may end up with those smoking jackets after all. Exactly, yeah. They, they may even do that. So, yeah. listen, man, it's 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 another evolution. Um, and, you know, some pieces came my way at the right, at the right time. Mm-hmm. And it's coming together, man. I think it shows the evolution of, you know, I know we've spoken about it in the past. However, you know, sitting on the couch out in the shed, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to where we are now, and it's also the the cow. Not only the, like, and you're right that I have selected everything that's in here, hmm. and everything has a story, and but the information that we've gained over the past few years is also a little mind boggling if you actually think about it, because it's been a constant evolution and a development. You don't notice it. Well, remember how we mentioned about the the planet kind of being in chaos. Yes. And the world is changing before our eyes. And yes. I feel like the, the podcast is kind of mirroring that. Not necessarily becoming more chaotic, mm. but it's mirroring it in the mirroring it in the fact that it's sort of adapting and overcoming yeah. as the challenges come forth and it needs to move on. So yeah, I really feel like Basically, yeah, it's it's pulsing in time. It may not be following the same course, but it's pulsing in time yeah. with the same rhythm. And I think we spoke a little bit before we turned the mics on about, I call this unlocking the code. However, as it turns out, there is a code and we really need to put the pieces together. And as always here in the refinery, we look to the past. Mm-hmm to make sense of the present because the past is has been hidden from us species with amnesia as we've said how many times do you think we've said that I don't know how many times <laughs> um, yeah I couldn't count them however it's so true however I've run into some work by a gentleman called Bruce Fenton mm-hmm. now one of the things I like about Bruce is he's just a layperson mm-hmm. uh, he just followed a, a rabbit hole basically so you know, and that's what we've been doing mm. the last few years. Mm. And we've come up with our own theories about evolution. We've questioned evolution. The amount of hominids, this is what we sat down and discussed last time. Yep. However, the Palladians have popped back up again. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. That that same story that echoes around the world has come back around again. Mm-hmm. And so... Which is a very good timing. Like... To bring aliens back to the forefront again, yes, yeah, you know it's it's a perfect timing, and they just 
they just won't go away no. in this new form that the information is taking yeah. taken on through through the credible people it feels like it feels like from the information that we got from like Joe's podcast the yeah. other day yes 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 it feels like the veil is being lifted with every every new credible mm. witness that comes on board mm. um they're releasing more information about the amount of the amount of people that are out there that aren't coming forward yes. and it feels like slowly that that's not that's not being as difficult as it used to be so they're getting more people are getting more comfortable with it yeah it's becoming more commonplace mm-hmm. so yeah and you are you are right there and I, it's the origin story right that in the human origins in the ancient cultures, it basically says that we were helped, right? Yeah. In one form or another. I know. Yeah. But we've got the... Well, people have already seen that on Instagram. So we've got the Rosetta Stone in uh, over here. Mm-hmm. You know, that t- tells of a, an, an Egyptian society that goes back 26,000 years, you yeah. know, with pharaohs that lived a 1,000 years, basically, right? The Sumerians essentially lived thousands of years, some of their kings and stuff, and that went on for a long time. But the Palladian story, so there's, you know, there's two constellations, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the first one. What's the first one that's aligned to everything? Orion. Orion. The other one is the Palladies. Yeah. Okay? And the creation story of many, many indigenous people around the world is that story. Right? Yeah. So the seven sisters of the Palladies uh, got chased across the stars by the brothers of Orion. They came here. Shit went down and they gave us a little bump up the DNA chain Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. There's many reasons. They say gold, blah, blah, blah. Or purely to continue their genetic line. Mm. Just trying to adapt to another planet, basically. Yeah, well, if you're survivors that have crash landed here. You're talking next to the mic again. I need, you know why? Because I feel like. It's it's like an extension of my nose, yeah. And already my nose already being quite large, I feel self conscious about it. So I remove the yeah the but audio no one can, device. No one can hear you. I know. It, you <laughs> should have figured it out by now. Right? Bring it a little bit closer. It's not going to bump your nose. You'll be fine. That's better. There you go. So now it's out of your way. All right. All right. I'm better now. Can I we, adapted and overcame. There you go. That challenge. Discipline equals freedom. Right. Beautiful. All right, can we move on now? Yes, we may. <laughs> I was going to ask you permission. You brought it up. I was going to be like, okay. well, no, it's it's for the listeners, man. It's not necessarily, you know, you can't talk around the around the microphone. No, you're right. <laughs> All right, back on the farm. Tap on the All window. Right, let's go. Stupid place for a fucking tap. The Palladians, man. So we know the story, right? We've heard the story many, many times. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, Mr. Fenton had a psychedelic experience. Did he? Where he basically was for a pilot. Mm-hmm. He was piloting a ship mm-hmm. and he was watching a massive mothership crash into Earth Yep, and basically wipe out all these people and he experienced intense sorrow and all this sort of stuff. This is the experience that he had. Mm-hmm. And it drove him enough to go, that was really, really real. Yeah. I'm just going to investigate this thing. And he got like a number, basically 780,000 years ago. Yep. Okay. So what it led to him is it led him down under. 
he talked to a lady called Valerie Burrows, which Richard has had the pleasure of speaking to. So mm-hmm. we we may I want to try and talk to Richard if see whether we can get Valerie on. Nice. Um, however, he talked to Valerie, and Valerie basically told him the story of our creation. Yep. Um, that we actually didn't come from Africa. We came from Australia, mm-hmm. and there's actually a growing manner of evidence that is supporting that, and it's a very interesting case and something I want to get into deeper. Yeah. However, that's not where we're going tonight. So Valerie told him a story that 780,000 years ago, there was a big massive crystal spaceship in a low orbit. That was the people from the Pallades or came through the Pallades. Like the Pallades is a very young star system. The, the general consensus is that the Pallades is maybe a gate. It might be a bounce-off point. Like, that's the direction they come from. Yeah, that's what I heard Bruce say in that. In the first one. So, you've, yes. heard, you've heard some of Bruce's stuff. I've heard the yeah. crystal uh, yeah. ship yeah. sort of stuff, the beginning of it. Yeah, so he, yeah. he went into a bit more detail in the last couple of the podcasts that I've listened to. They were being pursued, were they not? Well, it was basically uh, one... and. And this is sort of where Richard differs because I, I spoke to Richard about this on the podcast before. Yep. And he sort of differs in the fact that we assign it, it's like there's a war, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard seems to think that such an elevated civilization wouldn't battle like that. That's an interesting hypothesis. All right. Mm-hmm. But we'll just we'll go with Bruce's version tonight. All right. Yep. We don't need to explore all perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's always dark and light in the universe. I think that's the mm. eternal battle that's gone on and I think species would be led to battle. Is that is, Or are we just applying human uh, thought patterns and manifestations to that? It's an interesting question. No, that's... Yeah, you're right about the whole human perspective yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyway, so the story is there was a battle of some kind. Um, the Pleiadians wanted to help us and then it was based on the Orions or it was an inner faction of the Palladians. The um the spaceship the spaceship basically blew up in orbit, right? Mm-hmm. And these were uh the story is a being that couldn't really exist on this planet. Like they needed help. They were beginning to adapt. Yeah. Right. That's the reason they were here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like one of the points that Bruce dug into a bit more that I found very fascinating is one of the things that has struck me about that we were there to mine gold, basically. We were, you know, to, to fix their fucking spaceship or some shit to send them home. I think that's the yes. Anunnaki or something like that, that. That's something along, yeah, like Sitchin stuff. Yeah, Sitchin stuff. He goes along that line. However, the thing, that, and I knew this, and the thing that Bruce pointed out is that the thing that's unique to this planet is life yep. itself because there's entire planets made of gold. In the fucking solar system, man. Surely there are. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's, they've measured the, the, you know, the asteroid belt out the side has got chunks of ice in it the size of this planet. Like you want mm-hmm. water, you can go and get fucking water. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's not a, the minerals and 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 everything that exist on this planet aren't exactly unique as far as the no, space 100%. is concerned. There's, yeah, they're all throughout space. Mm-hmm. Yes. But so what, surely other rocky planets, even in other in other areas of the galaxy, if you're uh, interdimensional, transmutational across the whole galaxy, mm. Mm. then surely you can mine somewhere else that doesn't have all the pesky life on it. Well, you, you catch an asteroid that's made of iron, mate. Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's this is there's so much out there. So that 
I've always struggled with that side of it too, how it's like, oh, you know, why would be built mm. to be miners? Okay. I, I sort of see, like, we've got a weird obsession with the yellow rock. Like, I don't know what that's entirely about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is something there. I'm not saying there's not something there. Well, I've, I've, I'd correct, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I believe the part of the value behind gold is it doesn't oxidize. Yeah, it t- stays the same. Yeah. 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 So the fact that it, like copper or brass, you can make just as shiny as gold. But it oxidizes. But it oxidizes yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So, mate, I don't know. Yeah, yeah the, the gold thing is something that we we should we'll, – we'll, we'll put a pin in that. However, yeah. what I'm saying is the thing that's unique to this planet mm-hmm. is life. Yep. Right? And if you were – But if life came from somewhere else, wouldn't it also be there? That's an interesting question. You know what I mean? If, if these aliens came from another planet mm. – like, I mean, again, we're applying the human mm-hmm. um, perspective to that because we come from a planet. So, yeah, exactly. So, but how else, I guess, does life uh, start? Mm. Like, under our current knowledge of how we we progressed, like under the evolutionary train of thought. Well, see, I wonder whether it's both, right? And this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is that because... Bruce uh, explored a bit more. He's like, there's multiple hominids that exist on this planet. And that was one of the bases of the discussion we had last time. The fact that I think what we had 12, but there could be fucking 40. Yeah, most of those, well, some of those were pinky bones, jawbones, teeth. Nothing. Yeah, like literally nothing. Yeah. So what has gone missed? Mm. What what has been missed? Mm. What? Where are the fossils that haven't been found? Exactly. You know? I mean, the, and the Paracas skulls, those sorts of things, they're very interesting. Like, there's obviously multiple, for whatever reason, mm. hominids exist on this planet. Yes. Okay. They're, so, outside of any assistance. Yeah. And this is what I mean. When, when we always, it's always the shades of grey, man. You know, like, it's not, it's not fucking Darwin's evolution and it's not fucking space aliens, you know, giving us a bump. Maybe it's both, right? Maybe. That's it. Because of the single sun, like the other, the only other unique thing about our solar system is our individual sun, which provides exactly the right amount of light. And you know what I mean? They, you know, but that's yeah. Well, what I was about to say was, I'm, I'm pretty sure life has existed long enough on this planet for absolutely everyone's theory to be true at some point. You know, <laughs> in terms of they, aliens coming. Yeah. Evolution, yeah. um, creating organisms, things being hybridized, yeah. giant lizard people. Any everyone's yeah. theory. This yeah. planet has had life on it long enough for all of those to be true at some point. That's actually a very fascinating perspective. I like that. Yeah, maybe you, we're, you, maybe everyone's right. No matter what you make up, <laughs> there you go. Maybe you're that, right. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe just depends on when you're talking. about When are you talking about over the past four billion years? Because where did those ideas come from in the first place? Yeah, or are they memories? You know what and I mean. This is this is the thing. Memory in the in the ether, and yeah. we've just plucked plucked that idea mm-hmm. out of that ether and gone. Mm. Oh, what if this and this? You know, put these two dots together, and then this theory. Mm. And it's like, you know what? That's yeah, you're right. But perception that crea- did happen, and, and perception creates reality, man. <laughs> but there's just no record of it. Exactly, there's no written record, mm. so we can't tell. Mm. There's no fossilized evidence, so we can't tell. Yeah, yeah. There's that's a little mind, man. man that that's, is that is that a, is a that's a twister, man. That's, that's a velvety a, <laughs> thought, isn't it? <laughs> that's a twist. That's a mind twister. What if everybody's right? Yeah, and it's just we're we're just talking about time. 
Yeah, about different times. There you go. It's all just a memory. Hey, everyone wins. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's how we all get along. (laughs) Guess what? Everybody's right. Everyone's right. It all happens. Yeah. Wow, that's a a bender. Fucking sometimes I go there, man. I don't. I don't have a very good conversion rate, but sometimes yeah, every, there's, a, I there's, a, there's a chunk of gold in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Just got to find it. <laughs> Continue on with Fenton. Give yeah. Me more. So, the fact that talking to Valerie and his experience and some of the research he did, and he talks about the Turinga stones, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're the stones. That's the stone circle that I sat in. Yep. That I had that fucking trippy experience, man. Though mm-hmm. I, from my perception those stones spoke to me. Well, wasn't it also, did they broach on this in the Bruce Fenton episode that I heard? Um, did they touch on the fact that things may look like stones, but they were actually something else? Yeah, well, I think, no. I, and this is a um, this is a conversation that I had with, uh, I don't know, I've been having so many conversations lately. However, I was speaking to someone about the fact that why is a megalith in stone, right? We because that's the thing that lasts the longest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, if that's the thing that lasts the longest, and if you are a silica-based life form, which is basically what the story is, mm-hmm. okay, then you should be able to essentially input your consciousness or some energy into stone. Mm. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like we talk about crystals, you know, and it's the, I've repeated this a little bit for listeners. However, um, I was talking to my class the other day, mm. and they were, I was saying, you know, I've got crystals around and stuff like, and I said we don't understand how much crystals are actually part of our existence, and they're like, oh, what do you mean? I said, were well, you mm. wearing a watch, mate? What does it say there? It says quartz powered. Quartz is a crystal. Yeah. What what drill bit do you want? Mm. What's the best drill bit? Diamond tip. Yep. What's a diamond? Diamond's a crystal. crystal. Right? You like your TV, man? Mm. LCD. Liquid crystal display. Yep. Right? We, we use them for everything. Yes. Stones actually in different types of stones help us every single fucking day in yeah, so many we ways just, we don't even understand. We just don't think of it as a, a boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, if, so maybe you can imbue consciousness. And this is the idea of these Turinga stones that... Because, man, I, I... As I say... From my perception, those yep. stones spoke to me, man. Yep. Right? They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, You're right. Yeah. Just depends on what it time. It just depends on what time it was, <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where are we at? However, so that these Turinga stones, and they're the ones that I've seen, I think, or, or some of them are Turinga stones, um, are basically remnants of these star people yep. that came to Earth, right? Yep. So, so... I don't think we've actually explored the crystal spaceship in detail on the podcast yet, so we'll do that. So basically, it was a large silica-based crystal spaceship. Then the story was that that is that it was grown, like it was actually semi-organic, and these beings lived in it, right? Yep. Now, now this is just a, a trip. You know, someone's someone's taken the DMT trip, and this is what they've seen, or you know, they've just had an mm-hmm. experience, right? Yep. However, Bruce had a bee in his bonnet, and he's like, I know what. That's actually pretty specific, 780,000 years. So maybe if that actually did happen, there might be evidence. Yeah. And he says himself, I was just looking. I didn't actually fucking expect to find anything. Mm. 780,000 years ago, 
there is an event that has been recorded that is a mystery yep. that created the Australite tectite boundary, right? Mm-hmm. And it is a silica-based, and it's basically spread all over Tasmania, all over Australia, and into Africa. Yep. And it's like something has, and even NASA has done a study on it, and their conclusion was that there was something in low orbit because it didn't impact, but there's just like this spray. Mm, like an airburst. Yeah, but yeah. even less than that because it's so slow, yep. right? You know, they're in a, NASA says there, was some, there must have been something in a shallow Earth orbit yep. that fell into the planet. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. and we can find this tectite. Right, there's there, you could find it. You go out bush. There's a chance you'll find it. Yep. C- Cass got a piece inside. Yep. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's look like looks like balls. And the reason it's like balls is because when it it wasn't going very fast. Mm. Right. So if something impacts, not only would it leave like peppered holes. I mean, we know about craters. We've studied them for years. Right. Mm. It just sort of hit the ground, you know what I mean, and then you, and it wasn't it wasn't going hard enough to actually be hot enough to pick up the dirt. Like if yeah. something, even something impacts, it's not going to be. It'll be like the Earth and something embedded in that rock. You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas these tectites are found just on the ground, man. Like they're just like. Yep. And it's been a grand mystery, so that's evidence. Like, if that ship blew up 700, and this is completely independent, this is the story he found. He went looking for the scientific evidence, and there it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? However, the other thing that he revealed the other day was that he thought, well, if it exploded, there's probably should be pieces on the moon. Oh, yeah. Because if it's exploded, it's in a vacuum, it's in space. Yep. There should be... Yeah. Something on the moon. Mm-hmm. And in the NASA records, they found what they would call, if they'd found it on, on Earth, Australite tectite on the moon. Okay. Tiny little balls of it. Yep. So again, that is like, and it's anomalous. Like it shouldn't be there because it's only found on Earth. But there's these little balls that they found in all the, you know, in all the rocks they picked up on the moon, supposedly. Yeah. Australite tectite. Australite tectite has has been found has been found so that is again more evidence that something happened at that time period yeah 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 all right now the next part of the story is so basically something goes down the space police come and they basically say if you don't stop it we're going to throw asteroids at the planet okay yeah 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 I remember something about this yeah yeah instead of instead of Having laser beams as weapons. No, they just they just harness the big rocks in the fucking copper belt and just, and just throw, throw them, them at and you, just throw them directly at the planet. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Planet killers, man. Yep. So, and it was they said it'll be you know the story is a multi-directional bombardment, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen very often to be hit from all sides on a round planet hurtling through infinity. Like yep. the, the the chances of that are fucking very 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 slim, mm-hmm. and it's about five years later. But obviously, when you're paying those sort of timescales, guess what? Just after the Australite tectite has been dated, there was a multiple bombardment of asteroids all over the planet. Mm, the plot thickens. Yeah. Fucking your turn to blow my mind. Continue. Right. Yep. So, scientific fact mm. has proven this version of the origin story. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, in in the layers that, that we've dated... 
the on Earth sort of thing. Mm. So we've got Australite Tektite, and then after that, after that, like in in our timeline, because it's not very accurate. Almost immediately after that, there was a massive, there was a multi-directional asteroid impact that they found it on four of different sides of the planet all at the same time. Something was hit by a big fucking rock. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So, Interesting. So someone hit the reset button. Hmm. And the story goes that basically out of all of this, there was obviously survivors of the Palladian ship. Yep. Okay. Um, and obviously the Orions figure heavily there too. Whatever that is, whatever whatever two factions they are, if you look at the Megalist, man, you can't deny it. And it's almost like a East versus West or, you know what I mean? Like there's always been that boundary in, in human history. Yeah. That could be as plain and simple as Orion versus Pallades, man. It's been going back a million fucking years. Hmm. So then that sort of plays into what happened 70,000 years ago when we got fucking wiped out. Yeah. Right? You know, the total Homo sapiens was down to like fucking 10,000 or something. Like It was was very, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was very small. Yeah. Right. It was very low because apparently, yeah, our genome's that close. There's there's things anomalies there that show up. Mm. Yeah, mm. because of that. Um, Super volcano, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what they say. Apparently, yeah, or something like something that. like that. Yeah, but basically, that is the origin story. That so basically, that crystal spaceship crashed. There was the multiple bombardment, and the survivors of that basically became. Homo sapiens, basically. But was that through some kind of hybridization? Yes. So, okay. So, he was talking a lot about, I mean, we, we're a little bit into this, how there's, it's like the, the, the you know, that the code, it's like it's been modified, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, so what, in some of Bruce's work, he's like, okay, so what's the DNA? So, if the changes in a DNA strand, okay, and I may fuck this up, okay, so just mm-hmm. bear with me, right? But this is, this is. So the genetic profile, so he looked at chicken and a chimp Mm -hmm. versus a human. Mm -hmm. So how many times did the DNA strand change significantly over the last two million years? You asking me that rhetorically? I can tell you. I don't know. (laughs) How many? many? So chicken and chimp was two, twice. Because obviously every time the genealogical profile changes significantly, that changes the the being basically um us it was like six or eight yep and the story has been that it's random occurrences right but what's the difference between us and every other animal on the planet it's what we're doing right now Mm. it's being able to have a conversation yeah okay however the only way we learn how to have a conversation is off our parents when we're one to five, basically, is when we develop our language wherever yeah. we are. Okay, yeah. that is the key difference between us, right? And every other animal where we can communicate successfully. Yeah. However, to learn that, someone had to teach us that, because someone had to know to pass it on to the next person and pass it on to the next person. So, at some point, someone who could talk taught us how to talk yes 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 i see what you're saying right yep that's the thing so there is a someone had to teach us to do that but once we figured that out 
and all the genetic modifications, they say they're random, but it's something like 70% of them are in the brain. Mm-hmm. the development of the frontal cortex so we can remember things and we can actually create and we can do everything we do yep which is the reason we're the we're the lead monkey yep right now the fact that we can we had to have help to do that hmm. okay and yeah the development of the human brain over 2 million years is like it's something that hasn't really. It's it's something where multiple different theories exist. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's there's a a red meat theory. Yeah. There's a mushroom theory. Yeah, stoned ape theory. There's yeah. there's multiple different theories as to because people don't quite understand how that kind of explosion happened. Yeah. It's it's it. In any other a, uh, animal, which we can only analyze because we have that skill, mm, right? Mm. We don't see it. Yeah, yep. right? we we accelerated. We accelerated. Now, just just think of this for a minute. Now, imagine if we were the final experiment of yeah. many experiments yeah. to try and get the mixture right. If you're if you're hybridizing, yeah, and trying to um, create create something as good as it could be to fit in with your genetics, yeah. Maybe because as far as I can tell, as far as I understand, it's not just the sequence of of genes you have. Mm. It's which ones are turned on and at what point exactly. yeah. that make the difference. Yeah. That's the code yes. is to knowing which ones to have on and which mm-hmm. ones to have off. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have malfunctions mm-hmm. because there's so much genetic code that is shared between everything on this earth. Mm. But the reason we look like humans and lizards are lizards is because they have different genes turned on and off. Yeah, and I think and a lot of the stuff that they're where they're finding all these weird and wonderful things that are old as well, like the the different types of hominid DNA that go back a million years. They're finding it in the junk DNA, right? Because yeah. don't and this is the thing about science. They just decided that you know whatever some stupid percentage too, like thirty or forty percent of your DNA. They've just decided it's junk DNA. Because they can't prove where it comes from. Yeah, because they've got no they fucking idea know. what they're looking at, right? Exactly. That's just another way of saying they don't know. Yeah. Um, what What's in there that we haven't activated? You mm. know, maybe we are interdimensional beings. We just haven't got the right sequence turned on. Or what's in there that has been deactivated. Exactly. In another way to put it, mm. you know, were at some time, did we get um, punished? Yeah. You know, or or the beings that became us become punished, mm. um, and certain abilities got turned off. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, but and and where I was going with the the statement I made before was just we have um, Neanderthals and Denisovans mm. and Floriensis. That's the other one that. But the ones that blend into our genome, yes, Floriensis right. was yeah. kind of off by itself. It it's not really mm. blended into the human gene, human genome. But what I'm getting at is that section of DNA that we don't know what it is, yeah. where it came from. Mm-hmm. What about the other hominids that existed at the same pr- prior to? Yeah. Or at the same time to exactly. the Neanderthals. Well, I think I think at the same the time is a pretty safe one. You know, I think there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. multiple that exist at the same time. There's I mean, multiple that exist over the same time, but I also think that um, as experiments go on, some some 
don't continue on. Mm. You know, some get the reset button yeah. put on them mm. because it's like, oh, no, we went too far. Mm. We want to steer it back this way, etc., mm. etc. Et mm. Look, it's fascinating, man. I, and like so many weird things about us, like the fact that, you know, like if, if, if a horse has a horse, you know, within a couple of hours, it's up walking around. Yes. You know, whereas we're... we're not really self-sufficient to wear 10, you know what I mean? Like it takes no, that's a, right. Like it and takes a long time for us to, to become, uh, if, if from a predatory, the only reason we, we we invented sticks and guns and bows and stuff, you know, like we well, first of all, and organised and defended ourselves. Well, organised, that's mm. the most important thing, the communication thing that you were touching on before. Absolutely. We had to work together. Yeah. Because there was strength in, in the numbers mm. to defend ourselves because mm. like you say, we've got so many, our dependence... Our dependence drag us down for so long that yeah. we have to be able to form a community. Mm-hmm. And why do our dependence drag us down? Because we sacrificed um, development in the womb for brain size. Exactly. So at some point, it's almost as though... Well, babies are the perfect size to, to not kill the female that's, most of well, the time. They're, you they're know, not like, the perfect size. They're, they're as big as they can get. Yeah. They're at the biggest, they're at the most developed they can get yeah. for our body shape. Yeah. So then we actually spit our children out undeveloped, mm. hence why we have to um, look after them for and so form long. community and all that sort and of that's stuff. That's right, before they can walk, talk, and mm. at least try and defend themselves mm. sort of thing. So like you're saying, it, we go back to the unexplained explosion of the human brain size yeah. and then the weird... Um, it's almost like a byproduct. Yeah. The fact that it's like, oh shit, brain size. Like, why did we select for brain size as, over mm. everything else? Mm. When, like, it's speaking from an evolutionary point Absolutely. of view, why did we select for brain size when um, some big teeth and some fucking claws would be better or some mm. thicker skin? You know, I mean, and I wonder whether the other hominids had these these attributes. I mean, a Neanderthal skull is like three, two to three times as thick. They as were a, a lot more skull. robust oh, yeah. than what humans were. Yeah. Um, and yet humans outcompeted them mm. in the long run and, and apparently bred them out. Yeah. But did they, mm. you know? Or or were we just forced to combine mm. because of what the overlords wanted? Well, I think it's like 60% of us have some sort of Neanderthal DNA in us anyway. It was a, it's a fair well, percentage. It's, it's mostly um, the Eastern... Eastern European... Is it? No, hang on. Let me get my directions. Step. Western. Western Europeans Europe, yeah. are all Neanderthals. Yes. Eastern Europeans are Denisovans. Yeah. They have the traces of right. DNA. Right. They're not... Purely that, but they have the traces. Whereas, whereas, so the out of Australia yes. theory, yep, we're down here, right? There's a different like if you follow the, you know, if you follow it, if you look at where the evidence is in Africa, looks like they walked up it. But did the out of Australia theory predate everything by so far that that's why there's very little evidence? Well, that's why I think it's the Palladian. This is what I'm saying. That's right. right. This so. Is, you think of this, the the original beings mm. that were created, the first trials yeah. when the Pleiadians, that wasn't humans. No. We're the last trial. Yeah. We're the ones that made it through at the end mm. or we're at least got to be halfway through, you know, yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it through to be the, the last survivor the, at the, the end. The ascended, yeah. It's not, but yeah, it's like, I understand what you're saying. So, you know, if let's say the Pleiadians 
crash land in Australia, mm. find a hominid, start to hybridize. Yeah, work with it and, and change it. And, yeah. Well, that was 780,000 years ago. Mm. And then from there on, we, through experimentation, we morph into mm. the final product, mm. which is us. Which, which theoretically, or may or, have, yeah, the final version may have happened 70,000 years ago in the last great fucking... Or, or what if there was, let's pick a number, seven sisters, there were seven hominid races created. Right. Right. And then there was, after that, there was no, they could all interbreed, mm. but they were all separate to begin with because mm. they were all created. But then as time went on, we are the product of what finished up. Mm. So the combination of genes and different different um, strategies out competing others. Yeah, we are the final product. Mm. A culmination of a different percentages of all seven. Mm. Well, another thing. One of the other things that um, Bruce was saying is that, like places like PNG and Australia. Yeah, how many languages we speak down here as well? Like mm. in PNG, there's something like eight hundred dialects. Right, and there's yep. and there's many different versions of people up there. Yep. Right. The Highlanders are short and stocky, like they're mm-hmm. little mountain goats. You know, the 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 Islanders are long and thin and graceful. Like, and there's and there's every there's like, and what and what he was saying is like, well, where would you retreat to if the fucking world was ending? Hmm. The mountains of PNG would be a pretty good fucking place, you know. Like they're that's, fairly isolated. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a that's a massive conglomerate coming together. And yep. you talk about the, and what if it? What if it's so you've got the Palladians? So what the fuck are the Orions doing? Are the Orions your Middle Easterns? Your that that? Well, are they here? The Sumerians? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they here at all, mm. or are they something else? That's true. You know what I mean? Like just because the Palladians cl- crash landed and created hybrids or whatever you want to call them, yeah, they're their version. Why, yeah. why would the Orions? necessarily do that that's true that's true but why why is there such a distinct difference almost east to west as a, as far as orion and Pleiades? you know like that you, you have to think about it right so so then you, you come down to you know the, the the where we're at today with the control and all the things that are going on and the, and the craziness and these things that are being discovered and, and all this shit mm. you know and let's not forget you know, we better add as well, there's something that I haven't said on the podcast, is that there's a great conjunction this year. The closest great conjunction of uh, Earth, Saturn and Jupiter that has happened in 600 years or since 1602. Yep, yep. And But it's not, it's not something that... Um, it's, it happens regularly. Every 20 years it happens. Yep, right? but this is the best one for 600 since since, since 1600, 1600. yeah yeah right uh 20 years ago it was happening behind the sun so we couldn't actually really see it the mm. visuals on it was mm. no good but if we walked outside now i'm pretty sure it's a clear night you can see saturn and jupiter as clear as a bell up in the sky yeah yeah so what date do you think the great conjunction is this year uh, 21st of december yeah it is the 21st of is december it? yeah mm. which is the winner or summer solstice, depending on which hemisphere. Which hemisphere you're in. 
And that is, what is every single megalithic structure aligned to? Winter or summer solstice or a mm-hmm. version of those. And when did uh, Mr. Strong say? 21st of September, uh, December. December, they're coming <laughs> Can't back. Can't believe I said September. September. Uh, you might yeah. be calling it earlier. We better keep an eye out on September. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just keep two dates in your diary just yeah. in case. Yeah. That's... But what were we going back to before? Before you got onto the conjunction, the great conjunction. Because mm. you had me... You're on the tip of my tongue there for a second. Um, we were talking about the... Well, Orions versus Pallades. We were discussing whether Orions are here. And I suppose it depends well, what on if, the, the What makeup. if the Orionids... Um, Orionids? Came later and just um, shifted their consciousness into a human sack that was already created. Mm. That way then they don't... To, to control us. Yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, you're you know sort of looking mean? at the Egyptians probably is the primary uh, ones that is Orion-based. I mean, obviously the, the Great Pyramids of Giza are lined up with Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and but it's interesting, man. Is this, you know... What is you think about it and our archetypes, and this is one of the lines he took down that was very fascinating, right? Mm. What's Star Trek? What's Star Wars? What's Marvel Avengers? It's always the human, like us, it's always good versus evil, it's always this side versus that side, it's always you know, it's all intertwined and it's like it's ingrained in us, right? Mm. What if we're still part of? You know, we are part of a galactic fucking neighborhood, man. And what if, you know, one of the things that Bruce said, he's like, listen, I think the reason this stuff's coming out, because if you think about this, this story that we're discussing tonight, hmm. we first discussed this seven or eight months ago. This is this is something that has come up and then like every month there or two, there's another just piece of the puzzle that... Bubbling to the surface, that, exactly. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that adds science. And, you know, there's actually proper science to some of this stuff that we're yes. talking about now. Yeah. Why are we being... Why is this story so quickly coming to light for those that are seeking it right now? You know, and why is it so crazy? Hmm. If you can say... That the, you know, NASA says there was a silica-based thing. There was in the shallow Earth orbit that just basically fell into the planet. So that's a crazy idea. Yet, you know, believing there's a bearded man in the sky that watches over us is okay. Yeah, you know, it's and it's almost like, um, well, know, really, I think it all comes down to backstory. Yeah. Um. The. The NASA evidence is a lot newer than the biblical stories. Yeah, that's right. We've had a long time to get used to the biblical stories, mm. whereas the NASA stuff's very recent. It just needs, as in in terms of um, evidence. Yeah, the creation story from Australia is very old, but it's also the a, narrative is the the. The sun god story, basically. Yes, and it's been echoed through time, mm. but then it it's also cut off into segments, mm. and it gets changed, and the story gets changed, and then we we um, we discard some part, and we believe mm. something else, and mm. yeah, 
it's everything's always in a flux and a flow. Yeah. It's always moving. It's always changing. But there's also a level of control that we've been put under for the last 2,000 years with the... the oh, no, 100%. The, the Abrahamic religious story. Definitely. Which is realistically, it is... You know, there is it, it really is just all made up there. It's Ra, it's the sun god, you know, that's that's where that all comes from. That's right. It all gets trickled back. Mm. Yeah. It's all just different forms of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's um why not? Why wouldn't it be true? Especially there's lines of evidence there. I suppose what I was getting at is like if you look at the chaos that we're currently a part of mm. now, because it's still like it's still you know, and this is the, how I've summed it up many times. It's like, everything's cool. It's really cool. It's actually really not cool. Mm. It's really fucking not at all. Like on any fucking... But it's cool. We're just pretending that it is cool. Yeah. But it's really, really not. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, but at the same time, we, you have to pretend that it's cool too. Yeah. Because we don't know what the fuck it is either. Exactly, yeah. So it's like... You don't want to be an early adopter and mm. then be just completely wrong. So mm. you, you've got to you've got to adapt and overcome. You take in little bites at a time and mm. then you move then you move forward, sort of thing. So you know how much of it is acting like things are okay, but how much of it is being like, well, you don't know what to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. So what what, what should your reaction be? Mm. You know, no one. We're all making it up. Yeah. So you have to just um, make decisions in real time. Yeah, well, every every day is unique these days. Like, yeah, we yeah. could wake up tomorrow and something completely different could be fucking going on. Well, that's right. But also at the same time, how much of that's amplified by our connectivity? Absolutely, and manipulation of media. We can talk about that sort of stuff as well. Like, well, not exclude the manipulation, but there's just more information. Mm. You know take us back to the 70s and you didn't know what was you didn't have that constant contact with it was also easy to keep a secret back then too, de- I think. Oh, definitely yeah. and that was why there was less information mm. well it was there was less information so the information was easier to control mm. to tell your narrative mm. whereas now there's just such a flood of information mm. so a like all you needed to do in the 70s was just not cover a conflict somewhere and no, no one, one would know about it, about yeah. it because the military might get some satellite photos but no one really fucking knew because unless people were traveling to that country they may bring back some word of mouth but mm. other than that the regular joe didn't know about it whereas mm. now every regular joe can know about lots of things mm. so we're very flooded with with connectivity mm. so it there's a certain percentage of the craziness mm. that you need to exclude from your radar purely yeah. through because of the connectivity. Yes, thing. that's true. That's true. That's very true. But uh, at the same time, yes, there is a lot of it. It almost feels like life is imitating art right now. Mm-hmm. In terms of, there are multiple TV shows yeah. running at the same time. So if you get bored. With watching, <laughs> you can TV. tune into something else. Yeah. yeah, if you get bored with watching actual TV, you can like a a story, a scripted story. You can tune that out and watch a reality version mm. of something through watching multiple streams of media. Mm. You know, a good cross section of some 
because it makes it it adds a comedy element if you add cross sections of of mainstream media from mm. from both sides of the political spectrum yeah. and, and then it, also yeah. throw in esoteric ideas yeah. on the same thing mm. and then and some some radical media at the same time mm. it's it becomes you know it's a show yeah. it's a fucking spectacle man yeah. the world is a spectacle right now it is it is and we well, we become our own worst nightmare i think however the one thing that keeps popping up again and i know we wanted to speak about this uh as well the more uh, I mean, is there any any more before we move on? Yeah, to say about the Palladian story about the Bruce Fenton thing. I mean, I think it's fascinating research, and it does join a few dots, and it does actually line up with some of the stuff that we've been learning in Gympie and some of the stuff we've been learning down in New South Wales. Like, it is a story that repeats itself. Look, i i love I love the way. I love the story. It's a great. It's a very good um, creation story. I like the way that in the early in the early stages of, let's say, if you compare it to say Graham's theory mm. um, of the, um, sorry, I'm just adjusting my pants <laughs> of the Younger Dryas yeah. uh, catastrophe um, and the way in which um he had very few dots in the beginning mm. and slowly over he, the course he, of many he years, made up yeah. his mind and he he developed a theory and then over the course of many years slowly he's being justified and vilified mm. um i feel like this is a, a you know it's a it's a great theory it's got some really good legs and it's it's got the um the tectoids. the infant stages of evidence that are sort of coming out mm. But again, you know, Graham Graham lucked upon something 12,800 years ago, mm. 780,000 years. It's going to be very hard to move past tectites. Yeah. Because what the fuck is left? Nothing. Nothing. So to move any further along mm. in, in terms of what's the next thing? Mm. But, well, but, but, the, but this- or... If the fucking aliens land, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that might just be the Trump case. You know the, what the I mean? Second the, part of, the second part of the prophecy is basically that they are there to help us if we ask for it, mm. but we've got to collectively actually realise it and ask for it. They can't. It's sort of like one of those deals. It's like we can't help you unless you say help us. Yeah, you know, we technically. Well, you, you must. Yeah, we've we've reached our point of assistance. It's it's like having. <laughs> It's like I only use this analogy because I was this kid. It's like having that that shit kid that just won't do anything with their life, and it's like you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. So they've given us everything they're going to give us mm. up till this point. Yeah. You now need to figure out the next step on your own and ask and, us. And <laughs> well, asking us is evidence that you've reached that, you've that reached next a level point of enlightenment that you need, to, yeah, that you exactly. need to know that you need and to then ask. that's when we'll re-enter the the picture mm. yeah. Or, I, yeah, it's or, or who or do they re-enter the picture to fucking you know the prometheus story to to fucking wipe us out because something went wrong yeah well maybe maybe we've had it we've done our dash mate you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> oh, fuck we gave you cunts a chance like 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah. We've, we've, we've wrecked it. So they, you know, it's like Independence Day style shit. You yeah. know, they come back. They're not really here for fucking forgiveness. No. no they're not friendly. <laughs> they're here. It's like, look, you guys fucked up. We're yeah. going to erase this science project. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't exist anymore. Once. Oh, by the way, we've still got the technology to hurl rocks at the planet. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll just hurl a planet splitter at you. And In a thousand we'll years, yeah. when the dust settles. We'll see which organism survived. Yeah. And then we'll fucking we'll do some more gene manipulation with that. Hence why everyone's fucking theory is right. Yeah. It just depends on at what point at of what the fucking point. Yeah. of of the scientific experiment that you want to talk about. Mm. Because fucking the the Pleiadians have done it all. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, know. man? Who knows? Because well look, let's be honest, mate. The next part we're gonna talk about is um you know, there's been a bit more uh, evidence with the George Knapp, and he was back on the JRE the other day. And yes, I yes. felt I felt this time I felt this time that um, Joe was a lot more cordial with um with young Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was a bit more cordial. Yeah, he was a bit more patient. Yes, I think he was a little bit like yes. I think I don't know. I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I. I don't know. I was having this thought process because I was watching the way um, Joe was interacting with Jeremy. Mm. Where the fuck is your backy pouch, mate? It's over there. Oh, is it? Yeah, somewhere. Sorry, guys. It's all right. It's- I just had to verbalise it because we were, we were communicating yeah, with we, hand signals. Yeah, we've got, we've got gestures getting, that we use. It was getting a little bit frustrated. I was like, <laughs> Les, well, I, I'm trying to roll the cigarette, mate, but I can't find <laughs> the get, fucking pouch. It's confusing. I don't know and what hands, you're talking about. And, and that's why we need communication, man, because hand right. signals only get you so far before you start punching on. It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. You've got another um, paper fucking pouch? Maybe in the... Maybe in the over in there. there. Over in there. there. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I see one. Hang on. You're coming with me. Come, yeah. come for a walk over <laughs> come, this way. Come for a walk over this way. Um, yeah, what so were we talking about? Jeremy. George Knapp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Sorry. Jeremy. I just wanted to talk about that for for the mm. first bit. So, um, yes, Joe was... Because I really felt in previous episodes, Joe had kind dismissive. of dismissed him yeah, dismissive a lot. Was, like, get yeah. in the corner. And yeah. maybe that was partly because... I'm, I'm, I was just thinking over it while I was watching the body language and the way Jeremy was very polite mm. in the way that he was describing, he describes things. Also, looking at his body language, he was very, it's it's a, like a submissive sort of style, oh, body language yeah. sort of yeah. thing. And I felt throughout the process that um, Joe being the alpha male also was trying to communicate a level of acceptance yeah so i what gay as i was thinking about this i was like what what series of events leads you to that kind of relationship mm. and i really feel like jeremy pestered fucking joe oh for a long time for a long time yeah. to try and get on cuz normally joe i don't know i feel like people might might send him emails or whatever, like reach out, um, or he sort of hunts down people like, mm. oh, I wanted to talk to you or whatever. Mm. And I feel like the way that Jeremy may have reached out may have been a little bit... Um, naggy. Naggy. Yeah, and nah, and Joe like, may have yeah. like put him in his place a bit. And he's he kind of had to also maybe like where he was coming from, yeah. possibly, and he had to kind of earn some stripes. Yeah, 
yeah. in in a way. But there was, de- was the, like, the relationship so he, definitely developed. You could definitely, yeah, he, he wasn't as dismissive. No, that's right. So I feel like Joe was like, "Look, man, I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm. You know, you're some fucking like alien documentary filmmaker geek. You know, you've got nothing to back you up." And mm. he's like, "And Jeremy's like, but but I can bring bring you Bob Lazar." And Joe was like. Fuck, I remember Bob Lazar. Yeah, yeah, right. now you're talking. Yeah. All right, bring me Bob Lazar. I don't fucking like you, but bring yeah. me Bob Lazar. <laughs> Whatever. I want to talk. Like, that's interesting. Bob's yeah. interesting. You're not. Yeah. Um. Let's talk to Bob. Yeah. Talk to Bob. He had a good time. Then fucking old Fravesy came in. Yeah. And he spoke to Fraves. And then he realized, hang on a minute. Bit of a resource, maybe. Well, not only that, but Fraves has spoken to fucking... Lazar and they both say nice things about this other fuckwit. Mm. So then he brings him George Knapp and mm. he's like, "Got to give him." All right, mate. All right, mate. Is, you, all right. You can you, hang around. You've given me three good guests here. Like this is juicy and it's good. Yeah. So, I yeah, I feel I feel like he kind of earned his stripes a little bit. But I mean, what, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go, go. Let's leave. Let's leave Jeremy alone. However, yeah, you just need, you can't you just couldn't have it without talking about I, that because it's such a funny thing it's, to watch. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. It's it's sort of like if we had some dude in the corner, we just tell him to shut the fuck up every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- yeah. And then when he did shut up, you'd be like, "Oh, fucking noisy over here! Yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, you've been yeah. making a lot of noise." And, he, yeah. and he's sitting there in this confused state, like, yeah. "What do you want from me? What do you fucking want? Do you want me to say? That? Oh, you're talking. Shut the fuck up! Like, just." <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> Just keeping them guessing. <laughs> That'd be the Aussie way of doing it. And and if yeah. they if they did that for the set amount of time, yeah, then it's like, all right, now you're in the group. Yeah, you can talk. Yeah, now. you yeah. can talk now. No, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're still gonna laugh about that. <laughs> but yeah, so Jeremy, but, through whatever connections he has, has bought three again legitimate oh, guests. Well, and then on the back of that, fucking Jordan Schnapp brings up fucking Tom DeLong and all yeah. of a sudden now I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Well, maybe we- fucking Tom DeLong does know what he's talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. hang on a minute. Yeah. They're all they're, yeah. you're all in these credible circles. Yeah. You're not you're not over in the fucking um What's that fucking Corey Good fucking oh, yeah, oh, mate, Wilcox yeah. fucking Wilcox, so You're not yeah, yeah. orbiting over there. No, no, no. In that fucking crazy You section. guys are with Bob and like that's there. Yeah, you're that. with Bob like scientists and fucking Air Force pilots and, and generals. You and can't shit, know yeah. that. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, and fucking Tom DeLong was part of the crew of the other guys that told George Knapp, no, hold off on this. Yeah. Let the fucking, let the New York Times release it because. They hold more credibility because you're yeah. the UFO guy, so you release the story about the um, the CIA tapes and shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. because that'll give the story, the narrative, more credibility. It's like Tom DeLonge was on that panel. It's yeah. like, man, I dismissed him along with Joe because mm. he sounded fucking batshit crazy. Because he like like UFO people, he took it he, too far. Well, he couldn't. When he was put in a hard position, he couldn't answer. He'd be like, mm. oh, well, I can't tell you that. Or mm. "Or you'll have to wait to see. It's like, well, that sounds like bullshit. Mm. But maybe it fucking wasn't. Maybe. I think we probably should <laughs> go knows, back and man? listen to Tom DeLong. Now. Yeah, poor old Tom different. DeLong, mate. He got written off. Yeah. But, I mean, it was also his delivery. It was his delivery and his yeah. demeanor and how he actually put it together was not... Yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't a good thing. Look, as far as, as watching, watching Joe... De- like deal with Tom DeLong and also the feelings it gave gave the listener. Mm. It was like those people that Tom uh, 
Joe speaks about when he did fucking Joe Rogan answers everything yes. or questions everything. Questions everything. Yeah. yeah. And he was dealing with a lot of fucking Bigfoot people and mm. all that sort of shit. It feels like, yeah, J- Tom false, like accidentally put himself into that same box yeah. by the way he, he delivered, delivered his it. information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But maybe we might have to, I'd have forgot about Tom DeLongo, but we might have to go back and listen to that now with a fresh ear, maybe. Well, now that fucking George Knapp's thrown him in that circle, because mm. he was. He was orbiting. Fucking, he was on a distant orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and we owe George Knapp basically Bob Lazar. Like, he, that's who. Well, he's the one that broke the story. He's the one that broke the story the 80s. in the 80s. So, you know, so we spend the first half of the talk, uh, podcast talking about an ancient prophecy to do with the Palladians that crashed in here and they were aliens and we were modified. And, you know, it's again something because there's so much media with sort of what we started talking about, so much media, so much variation. They can chuck, you know, the fact that they're pretty sure aliens exist uh, in on page five down the bottom right-hand corner, and then they can say they released it. Mm. It didn't blip anywhere. No, it just got mixed up in the... In the, in like the froth, the, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's right, yeah. the froth. Yeah. yeah, right. And so, you know, we spoke about it a little while ago on episode 100 when we were slightly under the weather. Um, <laughs> As we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just it just oh because we're in the middle of the old Rona yeah oh yeah UFOs are real yeah 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 you know and we can't actually deny it now yeah right these tape you know Fravis, and- Fravis tapes real all these tapes are actually real yeah and we are investigating them as a risk to um, homeland security, security. Yeah. yeah exactly and and old Mister Trump just out of the blue. Before all this stuff comes out, mind you, oh, there's a space force. Yeah. 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 It yeah. feels like some shit's, you know, it's. it feels like it's slowly boiling to the top. Mm. You know, it's a very fucking long game. Mm. But I'll tell you what, things are changing. Mm. So if, if UFOs exist and we have the technology, maybe it is fucking Palladian technology. You know what I mean? Like there was a whole... There's a whole version of the story where they think that like Ra and these the, the reason these guys were gods is that they had still had working UFOs. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. that's some of the hieroglyphs well, that are seen in Egypt and all that sort of stuff. Well, if you if you look at the fucking the craft and like that, um, Fravor and that are reporting now. Yeah. You know, um, why are these beings fucking surveying us? Yeah. Why are they measuring things? Why mm. are they? Checking, like it's what these these um, craft seem to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they just they test things. They test us. They they test our systems. Mm. You know, they just hover somewhere until mm. you come and fucking come and look at me. Yeah. You know, they want and uh, they want us to see these things. Mm. That's why that's why they're there. They and they stay there. They yeah. don't run away. They, they don't, don't run away. They're just going to show the you. The speed then- with which they can move, they could they could disappear. Before you, before even, we yeah. saw them, yeah, but they don't. But they don't, right? And look, we must give a shout out to uh, fellow coder Nate Canaris. He called it on the old Skinwalker rants a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Nate will fucking hate you for calling him Nate. It's Nat. <laughs> Nat. Oh, Nat. sorry. He hates me. I've actually I've only <laughs> talked to him over message. I'm sorry, Nat. Sorry, man. He'll be impressed that I remembered that. Yeah, I used to call him Nate too, no, just no, to piss anyway. him off. Sometimes. No, look, we're going to catch up with him soon. He's got some. Yeah, yeah well, he 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 dropped he dropped the Skinwalker Ranch bomb, 
you know, because we 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 both knew about it, but yeah. it was like it never blipped on the radar. And mm. then he was like, "Yeah, fucking, um, if you ever want to do some Skinwalker Ranch, man, fucking jump on board." Yeah. Next minute, now they're talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck yeah! Mm. And again, we're getting into the esoteric because there isn't a massive amount of evidence to actually fall back on. Which is always an issue. However, it's only an issue because we live in a material existence where we need to smell, eat, drink, fuck everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, that's right. Measure it. You know, yeah. we don't see ninety percent of the light spectrum that's actually around us well, like, at any one time. Like, like we just said, those things, mm. as in the UFOs, wanted us to see them. Yeah, because they can travel so quickly that we wouldn't. It makes no difference. Yeah. So the thing, whatever it was, at Skinwalker Ranch, mm. didn't want us to see it yeah. for whatever reason mm. so it, we didn't see it mm. or we saw it when it wanted us to and then it went and then it left yeah by the time we picked the camera up it was gone but That's everybody right. saw it <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> and even if you put fucking cameras up they break it moves so quickly that they break yeah you know like that's what he he described or you're if you're in if you're playing fucking 3d chess yeah of course, it's five moves ahead. Yeah, because it's it's created the game. Yeah, exactly. It it it, it led you here. Yeah, it led you here to. I, I to tell come you, and- there was um. Yeah, there was like there's a there's a there's a and it's hard these days, right? But there's a a drone, some drone footage of a a drone chasing a tic tac along a canyon, hmm. and this tic tac just disappears into the wall. Oh, I think I. I might have sent I it to you when that have, came you out. You may have sent it to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I may have seen it, but mm. yes, I do remember something fucking disappearing into a wall. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and you know, this is what we're talking about. If these guys have anti-gravity technology, dirt, water, nothing actually, it doesn't matter. Matter mm. doesn't matter. You mm. know what I mean? Like that's, that's how far down the rabbit hole we get. So, you know, then you start talking about What's the other persistent stories? Like everyone's heard about they tried to launch nukes into space and every time they tried, something stole the fucking nuke. Yeah. Or deactivated and it fell into the ocean. Deactivated the nuke or things hovering over nuclear fucking facilities and disarming them. Mm. Um, yeah, multiple different um, military accounts well, actually, of one, that kind of shit happening. One of the things that, and I've heard of this story and I'd like to look it up. It's somewhere, I think it's in New South Wales or it might have been South Australia. However, there's a report that this guy, like out in the outback somewhere, walked out his back porch and saw two things fighting in the sky, like these two ships fighting in the sky. Yep. And then they crashed and he went to find them and all the fucking trees are all fucked up. Like there's a police report saying there's all these trees broken. Like When was this from? Uh, 30s or 40s, I think it was. Somewhere yeah, right. Like. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to dig the article up. I haven't heard it before. Yeah. However, yeah, it's like there's a police report saying all the trees are fucked up. Looks like something's crashed, but it's not there anymore. Right? So this sort of stuff has been going on forever. I think we did definitely get more of a... If, and if you were, the, you were the science experiment people watching us, when we created nuclear weapons, oh, hang about, hang on, these cunts, the, the monkeys fucking... Well, Created fire, like let, we need to... Let me just fucking rewind you for a second. What did we mention before about um, having to... We'll come back when you reach a certain level. Yes. When you maybe let that, off a fucking nuke, yeah, maybe we fucking rung the bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We set off that fucking... 
that shockwave through yeah, fucking space-time. Yeah. Well, well, was it even that? Was it just that level of advancement? Could be. Yeah, your, that, that. your understanding, your, your intelligence has reached a level you were able to split an atom. So, boom. Now that's... That's the next If stage. you need something that's going to communicate through fucking space, I'm pretty sure um, that nuclear explosion would have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the multiple ones. Well, that's it. There's been lots of them, but the first one. Yeah, that would be the... the first one. That would be the it's block. like that's the one that fucking... Well, the thing is Well, too, since then, we've been... We were sent, sending out fucking um, a signal yeah. from all the atomic explosions yeah, going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's the sound we needed to make mm. to attract attention. But these Tic Tacs also seem like they're sensors or something like that as well in some sort of fashion. That's one of the theories about them. So they're here already, you know. Yeah. And it's like... And, and, and this is the discussion we, we've both had before. It's like, does a civilization get to a certain point? Like, you get to nuclear. Let's face it. We can blow ourselves up like 17 times or some fucking stupid number, mm. right? That's mm. how much nuclear arsenal 17 we have. 17 times over. Yeah, 17 yeah. times over, yeah. Um, a civilization would get to our point and either World War Three would happen and everyone gets itchy fucking trigger fingers and pushes the red button. And bang, we're back in the fucking Stone Age. Yep. Right? Whatever's left, whatever mutated version of us is left because all the major city centers are radiated now. Mm. Or, as you say, that set off the alarm bell. Hang on, we better actually... Better look at these cunts a little bit closer now because... <laughs> okay. it's yeah, well, when your science experiment has created firepower that can... like. If if it's your science experiment, you want to say if it ends or not. Yeah. Don't you? Don't you not? Yeah. And when your science experiment creates the ability to end itself, it's like no, you're taking the power out of my hands. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Mm. I I want I want to control it. And I look, you know, we're still esoteric in the ufology alien sphere. Have it? It almost seems like the veil is being lifted on a few things here on Earth where the darker side of our existence, right? Mm. You know, and, and, and one of the one of the uh, things that uh, Bruce posited, he postulated about was like, we know that 6% of people are like narcissistic fucking psychopaths. You know, they, they will do the deals with the devil. They will fucking, yep. you can have the big house, but you have to fuck people over. It's not a problem. You know, mm. they're, 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 that's just those people. We've all met one, you yep. know. That is who's in control of this planet now. And potentially who's been in control since we started that materialistic game type society. Because that is the personalities that thrive in those certain environments, right? And what if this is, what if this is, we're still part of a fucking galactic, not a battle, I suppose. However, it, it's it's the eternal dark versus light, and and maybe the reason that all this stuff is coming to light, this theory keeps popping up again with a bit more evidence and a bit more surety on a regular basis. Well, like I said about the podcast you know, pulsing before, all these other things seem to be pulsing in a time. Yeah. Now, the the, and they're not connected, as in, um aliens and fucking elites and stuff like this all seem to be pulsing in their own sphere. Yeah. But it seems like the things that maybe, I don't know, 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just looking at them, but also the, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a new car syndrome. You know, when you buy a new car, you suddenly see that fucking car everywhere. Mm. If you're looking for it, you'll you'll find it. But it it feels like these things are pulsing simultaneously, and they're standing out as as connected, interconnected, although separate events. Yeah, you know, the evil coming out, you know, and with the, the, with the whole yeah. Epstein fucking shit. Yeah, all and, that stuff. And yeah. the and the pedophile thing. Um and then aliens possibly coming back, you know, and, and well aliens also coming back into the common vernacular. Yeah. Because let's not let's not um let's face it, um the Rogan podcast is a very it's a it's a fucking global influencer. Yeah. And he's done I know he's interested in it also. Yeah. But he's he's done his part on spreading that message mm. over the last year. Mm. He's had everyone on who's had anything credible to say about aliens in the last sort of year. Yeah. And it's been in this last year that we've mentioned it before that this new style of alien information is coming out and it's all based around memos, leaked memos, government research that's happened. Yeah, documentation. Documentation, whereas before it was abduction stories and stuff like that. Also, it's, George Knapp talking to that general or whatever it is. Like, I'm not. You can't write anything down, but he. This is the story he told yeah. me, and I couldn't say anything till he died. Yeah. So, it's, and he was saying all that's the old could, the, yeah. part of the old anecdotal evidence, yeah. but now we're starting to get concrete stuff where it's real people going on record. Yeah. And it's um, real documented things. Yeah. So what if those of us, and I'm going to use, a, um, I like Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Do you like that? Have you seen that movie? So many people wrote it off and I fucking loved it. I fucking it. loved that movie. I man. thought it was awesome. Yeah, right. So yeah. basically the sword revealing itself mm-hmm. as the tower was being built mm-hmm. because as you know think about the level of control and the darkness and everything that has been part of our existence that's been building in the background for the last you know 30 40 years that is now finding it truly finding its way into the light maybe the force to meet that hang on a minute you're actually part of a galactic neighborhood you do have help if you ask for it yes you guys are under some pretty fucking nasty control and you know there's some fucking shit going down but if you can if you can get enough of you can get your shit together and say hey fucking hell Maybe there's a way out of this. Maybe they do come back and help us. Now I'm not mm. saying that that's mm. going to be the case. However, I'd love if, if, if the thing about this prophecy and this theory is that it just keeps lining up. It just and it, it, again, is it the new car thing? Am I looking for it because it suits my narrative? Maybe. However, it's not woo woo. The, the 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 evidence that's coming in is not woo woo. There's actually we well, are. well, something something else to add to what you're saying is another piece of information that's not connected, but is is the fact that the the world population globally is less impoverished now than what it ever has been. True, you know, more people are, are coming out of poverty into um, what do you classify it as? The the fucking the slave middle class. Sorry, no, yeah, basically. Yeah. But that slave middle class gets a fucking gets access to things that the impoverished third world never did. Mm. 
So now we're getting connectivity to things around the world, you know. Um, those smaller countries have access, they still have access to the internet. And exactly. on some cases, it's fucking better than our shit. I think we're 28th or 30th we're or something. We're terrible. Ridiculous. We've got fucking terrible internet. But anyway, um, it's so that is also happening simultaneously. Mm. So is the rise in vibration, is it less about, um, you know, you're fucking aligning your chakras? And more about just connecting with the world. Mm. You know what I mean? We're all we're all closer to humming on the same fucking resonance mm-hmm. because we're all starting to the mass population is is connected, so it can talk the same language. Yeah, and and what we're and what you discover is we're all the fucking same, right? And yeah. I think the thing about everything that's going on at the moment is, I'd say there's a, a fair fucking percentage of the world that smells bullshit. Yeah. Right? Because it smells. What's going on stinks to high heaven. I don't well, care just, which way you shake it. You just it. look at the, the spread of, of your audience. Yeah. This this small backyard operation mm. has a global reach. Yes. And everyone's small backyard operation has a global reach. Absolutely. You know, every other podcast created in every other country around the world has the exact same reach as what you do. Absolutely. You know, so and, and it's funny the different countries that listen to this podcast and mm. it would be funny to see the different spread and all of that is all part of the connectivity. Absolutely. And it's spreading information in a way, you know, if, if we approached any network, right, and said to them, righto, at, at, you know, we're going to sit down and discuss uh, Palladian theory and UFOs and control media and we're going to tie it all up and it's probably true, maybe. Mm. Mm they would fucking laugh at you, right? Yeah. And we also, you know, usual disclaimer, don't fucking listen to us. We know what the fuck we're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. We're just exploring ideas. Sometimes we make shit up. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Um, However, that collective consciousness, right? And look, the thing is, is that even if you step away from the esoteric and the spiritual and the woo-woo and raising your vibration, being nicer, understanding that we're on the same blue ball hurtling through space and we should probably love each other a bit more. It's not a fucking bad idea, regardless of any fucking prophecy that's attached to it. Yeah, that's right. And well, and I also think um, to add to what you're saying in terms of 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 the connectivity what's what's helped for me and what i'm sure could mirror itself 10 times over is the fact that for me as a listener i listen to other podcasts mm. and you then group those people into it's like okay um let's say let's use fucking joe and his mates yeah they're all fairly fairly successful comedians businessmen whatever mm. and yet you hear them talk and they talk like us at the poker table yeah and then other people who would listen to you and I and and the podcast they would hear the same thing mm. and they might be looking at us from a cultural difference like we culturally we're fairly similar to what 
what Joe and, and his mates are. It's just it's economically. The, and the Aussie twist as well. Yeah, throw the Aussie twist in. And mm. then someone else looks at us from a different country and adds a cultural twist to it. Mm. Maybe not an economic one, but a cultural one. Yeah. And then what we all gather at the end of the day is, oh, we all, like, amongst our friends, we all treat each other the same. Yeah. So maybe... You just treat everybody the same. So why, why not just not give that stranger that we may have passed judgment on because of their beliefs or their skin color or their, the way they dress mm. or their genetics. What if they just talk amongst their friends the same way as what we talk amongst our friends? And mm. at the end of the day, doesn't that make us all the same? Exactly. And then that's what the fucking aliens have been waiting for. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, it's just, there's just multiple different things mm. that, um, like you say, take it away from, from the woo-woo spiritual side, you know, we don't all all need to um, hum fucking mantras at the same at the same yeah. resonance. That's not what we're talking about. Maybe it's just the fact we all needed to realise that we're the one animal that thinks the same way over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. No matter what we look like or what we believe. Yeah, and I, and, and one of the things I was talking to Nicholas about is. If you want to be one of those dudes that wants to raise physically raise their vibration and hum and sing and do that, that's fucking cool too, man. That's we, fine. We all got to do our part. We all have yeah. our our part. You know, my part is what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's my part. Yeah. Okay. This is what I do. Yeah. I talk to people. We talk. We explore, and we see where in the chaos we we shake out. Right. Yeah. But those people that do want to meditate and raise their vibration. That is awesome, man. Because let's go back to your the mind bender from earlier. Hmm. What if everybody's right? That's right. That's exactly it. It's all good, man. Yeah. Everybody's good. Oh, shit. We can't fight about anything anymore. Yeah. Well, nothing can be wrong if it feels right. Exactly. And it does, if it doesn't, if it doesn't hurt anyone, and it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like there's the, yep, you know, do unto others how you would do to yourself, and blah 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 blah. There's a few cardinal rules that we should exist by. If it passes those, who fucking cares? Mm. And maybe that variation is what makes us the creative animal that we are. And there you go. Everybody's right. It's all good. We've unlocked it, mate. We unlocked. <laughs> we unlocked it with the in the very fucking beginnings. Yeah. And we had to come back around to it. Yeah. But no, yeah. That's honestly, man. That's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Look, is, man. Is I, that, I I tend to agree. Is that is that going to stop us researching it? Absolutely not. We're we're, we're going to keep digging. Oh and, yeah. And there's multiple lines we still need to understand. And you know, no, there's so much. There's that's it's a very simplified idea mm. um with so much nuance yeah. to to be researched mm. it doesn't it doesn't negate the need for for digging deeper mm. even if you feel like you've come to the uh, come to the answer no we ne- like, we'll never get there well, now you, need, you you can go back and analyze not that anyone ever really well, what's the thing? If you th- feel like you've got the answer, then you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly what's happened here. Yeah. It's like we're so far off that we're not, you know, it's not funny. But it's just simply pointing out, I guess the whole reason I brought that up was just the fact that, like you, like we said before, the things that are that are sort of blipping on the radar more and more now seem to be the the things that are important for the world as a 
as exactly. a global civilization. It, these things are, are blipping because they're important to us, man. And then and we need to truly understand that we're in a cosmic environment and that we you know what we do has cosmic consequences and I think the thing is as well our generation, you know, which is it's fast becoming our problem. We've seen that march and we've talked about this before from the analog to the digital to the internet, mm. right? Mm. And it's all very brand new, you know. However, we the reason these conversations are so important is we must understand because guess what, man? History will look back at 2020. Exactly, yeah. It, you know, so yeah, we, we, we are at a fork in the road in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right? What are we going to do? Are we going to give in to the control? Are we going to keep pretending that all the shit that keeps repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself isn't happening? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to start being cool, treat each other with a bit of love and respect and see if we can't have some fun, you mm. know, and, and and explore what it is to be a human. Yeah. And, you know, that we do have to recognize, why did they build these fucking stone structures that pointed at the stars, man? There's got to be a reason, mm. you know. There's got to be a reason. And maybe the, this all this stuff's coming up and our, a, a deeper understanding of our past is to help us in our present, you know. It's a fascinating thing, mate. I'm going to... Go and grab a Warrior Wisdom book. You haven't done that for a while. No, we we do. It on, well, thing again, I'm not in here recording, man. Like a lot of it's been over mm. Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm either in the field. However, with with the restrictions being lifted and all that sort of stuff, hopefully, and you know, with Studio 2.0, we can, um, yeah, we can sit in here a bit more because it's it's such a cool space and it's only getting cooler by the day. So, give me two seconds, well, jump guys. Jump up, mate. Jump up and grab that book. No, no. Watch that cup. I'm worried about that cup there. All right, good, good, good. He's he's moving into position. Fingers on the book, fingering the spine. Now he moves back to his throne. Headphones are on. Locking and I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so. Warrior Wisdom again. So, standard fare. Thumbing the pages. Opens the page. His head rocks back in surprise. Oh, it's another valid quote. <laughs> Let's do it. A man must decide what to do. He must go all the way, but he must take responsibility for what he does. No matter what he does, he must know first why he's doing it, and then he must proceed with his actions, without having doubts or remorse about them. Be cool, man. You know what I mean? Isn't that... They... <laughs> and the other one too, be careful of your thoughts. They are the beginning of your acts. Mm. And if, if if the answer is that we all need to get along, those those two things echo. Definitely. That book still it has not never failed. failed. Never it failed. Has not to live, failed man. to this day. Never. Love it. I love it. Oh well, brother, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks oh. for uh, downloading your information. Mm. And it's just more tiles on the mirror ball, man. That's it, man. We're going to dig into Fenton. That um, seems like a juicy podcast to jump onto. It is, man. It's worth listening to. 
Beautiful. Righto, guys. Look after yourselves. We'll talk soon. Hooroo. Cheers. Can't do much about the government's policies. Can't do much about the heresies. Can't do too much to stop the squeeze on society. When you're all out of touch, you can't have much to say. We can put a man on the moon, but we can't find a cure for starvation. Everybody's passing the buck, and there's no realization. Will it like being possible? But there ain't no harm in trying. Say it like being impossible, but I'm gonna die trying. Can't do much about the birth of a new age Can't do much about the old days Can't do much about the equal and opposite reaction Can't do much about that satisfaction I don't know much about it I didn't listen too much There's no use in denying your piece of luck Will it like being impossible? There ain't no use in hiding And I say, hell man, ain't this like being impossible But I'm gonna die trying Can't do much about what's gonna happen today And you can't do much about yesterday Can't say much against some angry individual Can't say much against the majority Is there any use shouting about it? Try